When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams, and working hard, always striving to make those dreams a reality. We believe life's too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road ahead that you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. Listeners of Knocking Doors Down, head over to 5150LTM.com and in the apparel store, automatically receive 25% off your order now through the end of April. That website again, 51FIFTYLTM.com. Welcome to Knocking Doors Down. Jason here with you. Hi, Mikey. And uh, we're both sitting here, of course, uh, sipping on some 5150 Energy Drink, which uh, you can purchase now through the Carlos Vieira Foundation, carlosvierafoundation.org, uh, as they donated all the drinks to the uh, foundation, benefiting uh, all the causes. I am wired. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, well, we're getting closer to the end of the month. How are we sticking out with the uh, hashtag KDD challenge there, good sir? I am sober as a judge. That is good. Congratulations. Sober as a judge. I wake up feeling great. I am not dehydrated and kind of, I don't miss that part of it, but you know, I do miss the cold beers, but I'm hanging in there tough. How are you? I'm good. Uh, transitioning off of the nicotine patches. Oh. So that's good. Some uh, some serious headaches there. That's uh, frustrating. and, and it, But I notice then when I get the headache and then I get like the nicotine pouch, then all of a sudden I feel like crap in another way. Mm-hmm. So it's just that thing of just needing to get off and yeah. cold turkey altogether. Uh, the fitness not doing as well as I wanted to, and I set the goal for myself of 30 minutes a day. Uh, slacked on that. That's not good. Uh, the eating, is that's also gone okay. Not okay. doing the full three meals a day like I should every day, but some days are better than ever uh, yeah. than others. And, hey, I'll get there, you know. It's well, just you a, look a, great. You look great. I don't know about that, man. Thanks, but you are, <laughs> uh, as always, dapper. Well, I am trying. I'm trying. I am sticking. I Not to toot my own horn, but I am sticking to the fitness part of it. I'm bored as shit, so there's not really much <laughs> else to do. I've already finished every season of The Office 17 times already. L.A. Originals, what I was telling you, right, check that right. out on Netflix. They uh, that show's incredible. I've uh, been go- incredible. I've been going through a series of different stuff from uh, Star Wars content to uh, The Office. I am totally into it. I am on board. Love it. So we got some exciting stuff concerning that down the line that we'll we'll talk about. We but do, uh, we do. Yeah. All right. So today's episode for you guys, uh, Dominic Brightman, really uh, great guy, Mikey. I was able to speak with him a while back. And he's got the most infectious laugh yeah. ever, yeah. ever. Uh, an interesting story of overcoming um, how how he was able to take the positive out of a negative. His uh, father uh, was uh, uh, suffered from dementia mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunate way for him to go, but you can see how he developed a sense of humor about all those things. 
and it uh, spawned him on to uh, do good, inspire others, and motivate others. So you're going to hear a conversation uh, between him and I where we get into our love of professional wrestling. You hear an infectious laugh and how his sense of humor helped him persevere through that challenging time. Uh, become a self-published author, become a mentor to others, and start his own podcast, Going North, which uh, is available on all platforms as well that you can check out. So here it is, Dominic Brightman. All right, it is time for Knocking Doors Down, and we're welcoming Dominic Brightman. And how are you doing today? Good, sir. Good to see you. Doing great, doing great. It feels good to knock down some doors. That's that's <laughs> right, and uh, you perfectly fit uh, what our theme of what we're wanting to do. Um, for those just joining us here that didn't uh, maybe hear the uh, trailer where I was talking about Dom, he is a best-selling author, host of uh, the Going North podcast, and he's a certified member of the John Maxwell team, and we're going to get into those things, but uh, I want to know about uh, Dom the Kid, because you've always been a pretty motivated individual from the time you were a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Thanks to my parents. They gave me a nice, good upbringing. They were spiritually grounded, and they were earthly good, too, because my mother, she got a master's in psychology. My father, he was a World War II veteran, fought oh, wow. the 82nd Airborne Division. And he had two combat jumps. He got two bronze service stars. So he's a decorated man. And after that, he became a bus driver for 35 years after that. So always a people person, always in church. And that just rubbed off on me because it was the fact that, you know what? This, this kid, we can do, do something with them. They, they, they wanted me to have a good future. And they put the good that they had within them. And they shared what they could with me. And I just took the ball and decided to run with it. And the good news is it ain't over yet. So that's just about really the blessing of having parents that actually care and yeah and shout out to those who don't have who didn't have that upbringing and didn't have those parents but still are knocking doors down in the way and actually creating a life for themselves because they're using their setback as a set forward to become greater because no matter where you were a, a great upbringing that'll give you an advantage but the real advantage is going to show up later in life when you eventually become an adult and if you're going to mature or not so that's really where I am today, that's how I got that nice upbringing right there. Yeah, it's funny. I've referred back to uh, one of our first podcasts, a gentleman named Eric Christensen, and uh, it was a great conversation with him because he's been 29 years sober. And, uh, you know, he said that uh, the, the adversity that our maker gives us becomes our greatest advantage. And, you know, that's really kind of stuck with me and, and launched me forward as we've done this project. <clears throat> Excuse me, because knocking doors down is truly about that. No matter what your circumstances, it, it could be that uh, we push forward at, as people. And uh, you're doing just great work with people and what you're getting out there. Um, but I do want to touch on an area of adversity so people get some relevance as you spoke so awesomely about your folks and I wish I had the opportunity to meet them but uh, unfortunately your, your father had passed and um, it was from dementia related uh, reasons and uh, having had a loved one that went through that can you kind of talk people through that time a little bit and your faith and maybe why it led to a little bit more of, of what you're doing because you know the the stuff I've I've read on you and seeing what you're doing which is so wonderfully inspirational uh, is that uh, your folks wanted you to have a purposeful life. They saw that in you from from right away when, when they met you, you know? Uh, and it does his research, good man. That's why <laughs> you're Jason Sensation. That's what I'm talking about. 
But yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, it it was a, I wouldn't say a dark time, because even though, yes, an emotional battle, it's a mental battle, and at times physical, especially when he had those PTSD moments. But for those who may be yeah. caregiving for their loved ones who may be elderly, I'd have to say, especially with dementia, that's going crazy rampant across the darn world right now, especially in America and with all folks caregiving. Yeah. I have to say, for times like those, if you're going through that time, make sure that, if, especially if they're going through dementia, talk with them as much as you can. Bring all the patients you can and try to make sure that you have somebody with you who actually cares and that can pour into you and even listen to you then if you have to and heck, can even possibly step in when necessary, because that was one of the things that really helped the whole family take really initiative in helping take care of my father because my mother, she was taking care of him. They were married together, they were together 57 years. She was yeah. the head caregiver that I took in. Took He's like, hey, it's like a tag team match. I tag <laughs> in, take her to doctor's appointments, do a few little extra long driving Heck, even taking some of the back roads and having my mom call. I was like, hey, you guys all right? Because you guys have been out for a long time. And it's like, hey, you need a break. Yeah. And it's like, hey, let me at least step in and at least contribute. And that's one of the keys to success is contributing. Yes, showing up, that's 99%, but the other 1% is contributing. Right. What are you contributing to the success of yourself and your loved ones? And the key to that contribution is your time, your energy, your patience, your effort, as well as your emotions as well, making sure you keep yourself in check and making sure that you yourself as a well with that metaphorical water of patience and your life energy, that breath, you got to make sure that you keep that full because especially when it comes to family, seeing your loved one going through that period of decadence like that and just knowing it's coming, yeah, it's going to hurt. But at the same time, just take that time and try to know what this will be a great opportunity to learn more about my father because I learned more about him during that time than I did while he still had his head on his shoulders. Right. And it was pretty much interesting stuff that I never even knew. Like I, I know he was in the airborne and all the other good stuff, but it wasn't until I pulled out his DD two fourteen to get him some actual benefits from the veterans from the VA. And funny enough, he actually used a lot of his benefits from his bus driving job. He never even went to the VA. The only reason he got benefits from the VA is because he was at the moment we had the dimension. He couldn't really fend for himself. So we had to go and see what we can get for him. And we got a lot of stuff for him and just seeing all of his awards and accolades and heck even seeing Negroid on the darn DD214. Really? Yes. Yes. It, it, it didn't have black African-American. Oh, it had Negroid on there. And I'm like, wow, this is ancient. We had to laminate that thing because <laughs> that thing was ripping. <laughs> like, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It, and I learned so much from that time. So just you, just see moments like that as a learning opportunity. And it's easier said than done. But if you can also, heck, funny story. Please. While we were going, to the, going down to the VA. Oh, my God. It was freaking horrible. So, we, so after we got all the paperwork and – just getting the correct paperwork and making sure that we were had authorization to do all this stuff. We had to go up and down so many floors back. So there was the first floor after we got to the parking garage. And one day in particular, the valet parking, they said they were full. But when I pulled up with my family, mom, my, my dad at the time, I just paused and just took a, I actually break the car, put the, the little headlights on, emergency lights, put out the wheelchair because he couldn't walk anymore on his own for too long. 
And when they saw that wheelchair, they said, you know what, man, we'll, we'll just go ahead and park the car for it. We'll find a space for you. They did that. But this is when it gets worse. So that this is probably about a good, it took about a year for all the paperwork to go through too, which is even worse. So if you have a loved one, make sure you get all the benefits you can for them if they served yeah. in the military as soon as possible because the paperwork took a long time. It took a year. But after that, we had to go around to the ground. Let's say around get the fourth or fifth floor. And these ladies, we had to check in with them before checking in with the doctor. And this is after all the paperwork went through. We had the ID and everything. They said, nope, you got to go back down to the first floor, get checked in. So we had to go back down the first floor. They said we didn't need it. So we went back up to the to the fifth floor again. And out of nowhere, it was like, all right, we, we still don't see his name here. I'm like, oh, my God. No wonder y'all get so bad customer service. <laughs> yeah. So we went to the elevator, but then we went back down to one floor below. And then we went back up after a couple minutes. And then we went drove right past them in a wheelchair and went straight to the psychiatrist's office. And... This was when my father's doing the whole sundowning thing and he didn't know what day it was and all this other stuff. Right. And he had this African guy. His name was Dr. O. It was short for something. I can't even pronounce the whole name. <laughs> and my mom was like, he, like he, my baby's saying all these crazy things and he's asking, where is he? What, what planet is this? And then the docs in this African accent says, what planet did you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> Until I got that moment, but damn it, he probably knew that we were pissed. So that moment where he just asked me to play it, I was dying laughing because that was just too funny. Like the comedic time was uh, there, but hey, just using no moments and finding that humor in anything that you can yeah. within reason to really push through those moments. Yeah, sometimes our, our humor is, is what gets us through, and I definitely don't mean to laugh, laugh at the way that they classified your your father in service but it shows such an evolution thank goodness of of where we've headed towards as a society hopefully continue to evolve that that you look back as you know there's certain landmarks and other things that you're kind of appalled that it was the acceptance and norm of the time and thank goodness we've moved away from that as a society and there ain't you know vast majority of course but continue to evolve thank goodness Oh, yeah, you can say that again. Of course, there's still some crazy knuckleheads out there where it's like, all right, did you have the whole keg of the beer? Did you just have six pack? Like, what, what the hell's your problem? <laughs> there's still those, of course, but yeah, it, there's still some good evolution happening, thank God. Yes, yes, thank goodness. Um, so let's talk about uh, being a member of the John Maxwell team. Why don't you educate folks on what that is exactly so we get a little more into the great work that you're doing with folks? Sure thing. So a member of the John Maxwell team, and for those who don't know, John Maxwell, you've been living under five rocks and shame on you. But John Maxwell <laughs> is this legendary leadership coach, the world's number one leadership authority, written over 150 books, sold 75 million plus cumulatively across these past couple decades or so. His books changed my life and his books are part of the reason why I'm here having this conversation with you and why you, the listener, is listening right now is because of his wonderful work and his wonderful writing. So check those out. And as a member of the team, we do five things. We coach, we speak, we train, we play the leadership game, and we assess behavior. Because 
last year we added the disc certification to the whole John Maxwell team certification. So basically for those who may be familiar with the whole disc thing, it's where it's, there's the, there's the D leader who was very direct. There's the I, the influencer, the mm -hmm. S, which is the supportive role, which is actually 67% of the folks in US of A. And the C is the correct folks who like things to be correct all the time. So these are your accountants, your mathematicians. Right. And then the I's, the influencers, those are the people pleasers, the people persons who like to be around people all the time. These are your sales folks. I classify as an I, funny I, enough. I am an I. Oh, you are too, man. I am an I. <laughs> Sweet. So you know what the heck I'm talking about. That's good. All right, yes. cool. And just that wonderful leadership certification where this is being a member of that team means being a part of John Maxwell's legacy and being one of his legacy legs because for a while his books were his legacy, but it had to be bigger than that. And many folks came up to him wanting to do a certification program, but they wanted him to put the money up front. The CEO of that company, Paul Martinelli, this guy was a high school dropout, dyslexic, had a rough upbringing, and he actually came to him and he put up his own money up front to try to get the program going about seven oh, years ago. Yeah. I and didn't he, know that. He, yeah. So John Maxwell's the face and everything, but Paul Martinelli is a guy who actually helped him to put it together. And he put himself on the line and his own money up front. And now the company is a multi-million dollar company. I believe it's about a good 50 to $75 million somewhere last year. And then we got about a good 30,000, 33,000 coaches worldwide to actually have the license to teach, train, coach others using John Maxwell's material. And it's like a spirit bomb level of content. And it's just an honor to be able to take that and add value to others and not only grow myself because one of the biggest things to do is to ask yourself the question of how can I add value to others and much people in less time as possible. Yeah. One way to do that is to add value to yourself by making sure you yourself are developing because if you aren't developing, other folks are going to catch up to you, even from a non-competitive point of view, and you're going to be living off of something from years ago and you're still thinking about the glory days. Like you're probably playing some I'm every woman music in the background. <laughs> not really listening to that anymore. So. <laughs> Basically what it is. <laughs> well, it's that continual evolution uh, that we have to continue to uh, undergo as as a part of growth throughout our, our journey, you know, and uh, I, I, you know, for me, it's interesting, Dom, uh, one of the things that stood out and why I wanted to talk to you was um, the, the premise of knocking doors down. It started with uh, Carlos Vieira. Uh, a gentleman I've known for a long time. He self-published his book, Knocking Doors Down, uh, about his struggle with 13 years of addiction and 14 years sober. And he has a foundation, um, Carlos Vieira Foundation. And so the book, all of, all of the, the, not the proceeds, but 100% of everything goes to helping these foundations and the programs, the, the race to be drug-free, the race for autism, and the um, race to end the stigma. So helping mental, mental health in that area. And so reading your bio stood out to me because uh, I was like, I got to talk to this dude because 23 years old, writing a book, uh, getting out here, you know, being a motivator for others. So I really had to kind of dig into your, you know, your head uh, from a selfish standpoint because I'm entering this new venture with the Knocking Doors Down podcast. And a lot of what you talk about is 
the principles I'm trying to to assimilate. So tell me about Dom, the 23-year-old author. What got you doing that? Because I know you have a love for books, but what, what would really spawn that on? Yes, indeed. Funny enough, really one of the catalysts for that was one of my mentors, Dr. Ray Charles, not the musician. <laughs> on episode 221 of the Going North podcast, Righteous Leadership. Check out that episode. But besides the cheap plug, we had a cup of coffee that morning, and I was reading this book called The One Thing. And I was enjoying that book while I was waiting for him to arrive because I got there a little earlier than usual. And when we had a conversation about that book, talking about how much we liked it, and then the conversation led to one of the greatest, greatest one-liners that I ever received from anyone, and that was to stop being a consumer and be a producer. Huh. Because I was consuming all this content, reading all these books. Yeah, I was taking little action here and there, doing the whole Toastmasters thing, volunteering in leadership and all this other stuff. But that really set me on the path to realizing, hey, it's one thing to know, it's another thing to do. It's another thing to do, it's another thing to do it well. Right. And it's a great thing to read books. Don't get me wrong, a lot of folks don't read books. They like to listen to audio and things like that. But it's even better if you take action from what you read. And on top of that, one of the actions I took was from reading a book called The Magic of Getting What You Want by David Schwartz. Mm -hmm. So if you ever read the, Ma the Magic of Thinking Big, this is the same guy. So that you can tell that it's a high-level read right there that you want to add to your library. And one of the activities was to write your own personal obituary. In my obituary, I wrote that I was going to be a best-selling author, of a certain number of books. And that just led me down to realizing, you know what, this is going to be happening, but I didn't realize how fast it was going to happen. Right. So after the coffee, coffee date per se, and the obituary activity of, and actually going down the personal development route, doing some more volunteering and leadership, I met this woman and she actually challenged me to write a book because I was handing out these lists of people called the 100 books for dynamic living. Yeah. And I even put my contact info on the bottom of the reading list as well as a way to give somebody something besides a business card because business cards, they go in the graveyard, the trash, or it probably goes somewhere where you're not going to find it for 10 years and be like, Who the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and she even dared me to write a book. And I'm like, Oh shoot. I was 20 freaking two. With it. I'm like, what the hell am I going to write about? I haven't even, now, granted, this now granted, I had a setback. Yeah, I was taking care of my father. He started with the whole dementia thing, had a car accident on my 21st birthday, and all the other stuff. And I was like, wait, what the hell am I going to write about? Because I wasn't comfortable at that time. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, to be comfortable with timing. Because a, patience is a virtue, especially for the impatient people. I, I can be um, I can be impatient at times, and we all have remotes of impatience where we're in this generation where we want to now. Amazon Prime. Right. You, you, can, you can get something the same day, even if you're in the same state. And sometimes that's not always the best option. So at that moment, I didn't accept the dare at first, but then a couple of days later, I did some soul searching. I'm like, hey, I wrote that obituary a few months ago. And I said I was going to be an author. I got this dare right here to write a book. My mentor told me to stop being a producer and be a consumer. So you know what? Let me do it and give something. So I had my pen. It was on fire. wrote 14 pages of raw content. It was basically the last chapter of my first book, Going North. And after that, I did this whole 
program where after I did a whole two months of hibernation after those 14 pages and every weekend after work on the side, I would always do some writing, whether it be leadership, time management, all these other things, and write down my thoughts on it and then put it to paper. And I gave myself that deadline because she originally dared me to have it done within a year. Even though she didn't think I accepted the dare, I still subconsciously in my mind kept that as a surprise to her. Yeah. And it was magic because it actually happened. And it was all because someone challenged me. And that's another thing to remind folks of. It's a classic thing like, hey, what you think about, you bring about. And those you hang around are the people you'll eventually become. What you listen to, you'll eventually become. What you yeah. watch is what you eventually become. So it's all about what you're putting around your mind and your ears and having not only the right mental health, but having the right landscape health. Like, what's your landscape looking like right now? Do you watch things on YouTube that will prosper you? It's like, hey, it's all good to be entertained and all the other good stuff every now and then, but does your entertainment time supersede your education time? Right. Are you making sure that you're not only educating yourself, but also doing something with that education? Because we got all these expensive receipts called degrees that people are chasing after. And we're now in the generation where folks are starting to see through the smoke and mirrors, Cody Rhodes style. And realizing, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm getting sick of this. Let me do something for myself. We're going the yeah. entrepreneurial route. So that's really how it happened is having the right landscape, health and life, right mindset, just like having the right mindset to realize, you know what? Make sure that I surround myself with the right triggers, the right things that will actually trigger that growth. Like yourself, the yeah. two years, man, you you did something to change that. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I didn't do as much research as I possibly could. <laughs> but, man, like you did something to transform your life, and you're making extraordinary progress of two years and counting. Like, dude, you're going to be amazing when you get to 20 years, man. You, you There's no telling how much growth you're going to have, and there's no telling how much growth you're going to have when you make sure that you make sure that you have the right landscape around you for your mind, your ears and your whole well-being. Yeah. And well, thank you for the positive reinforcement, Dom. But you're absolutely right. That's one of the things that that I noticed was the um, I made it pretty clear quickly on that it was my mission, acknowledging my problem and solely my problem and to enter sobriety. And there was a lot of people that were amazingly encouraging um, there's people that disappeared and that's totally fine. And, and then there's people that it was, you know, it was kind of on the fence and that's totally fine too. That also, I think, uh, translate to, to the bonds and connections you have with folks and the depth of that. But what you're saying about that is I started to notice for me, I, my personal choices was gravitating towards people that I could look at as a mentor. And now I'm even having mentees where there's people reaching out to me. So it's an interesting part of that cycle of, of success of going, obtaining knowledge, passing the knowledge on while still looking for those that have done more, gone above where you are or where you want to be and gravitating towards that as well and, and picking their brain. And it's been such a useful tool for me and, I mean, every aspect of, of, of life, you know, it's a, I'm a, a single father of two and reaching out to friends that are that are amazing fathers and asking tips or, you know, ama even amazing moms that, uh, you know, hey, I'm not sure how to navigate this as a as a single dad. I don't have this skill set. How, you know, how do you approach this? So it's such an important thing. 
Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed, man. And kudos to you for being a single dad, man. That's rough. Like, being a parent's hard <laughs> enough as it is, but a single dad, it's like, oh, man, it's like, it's double, <laughs> it's double the weight, man, because it's, it's almost a way you got to have multiple personalities. Like, all right, you got to have some care oh, yes. on one end and on the other ear. It's like, you know what? Maybe I got to be disciplinarian. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I, Kudos to you, Jason. Uh, thanks, brother. I am, I am trying to navigate it the best I can. Uh, one of the, let's, let's jump into some uh, areas here that um, I want folks to, uh, to hear from, from your words that uh, were impactful for me was uh, the seven E's of leadership. I know that it's a, a, you know, there's some very poignant things about it. And for any of those folks that are, that are listening or going to share this podcast with people going through adversity, I think there's, it, they're important because it's not just about leading others. It's about leading yourself. Seven E's of leadership. It's been a while someone asked about those. So the first E is examination. Examination. Examining what's going on with you and the stuff that's around you. Like myself, a little more of the backstory probably heard is that something was going on after I was going through the rough time of starting the caregiver trail with my father and the car accident on my 21st birthday, I realized something needed to change. So I realized, you know what, let me do something called a New Year's mantra, where every year I have a one to three word theme around my ears. So 2013, after 2012, when all the nonsense started. Yeah. Rebirth was my theme for that year, being reborn. That's when I started on that journey to try to read at least 50-plus books a year. Holy. And actually taking some tools from that and actually implementing it in my life. In 2014, next year was strength, getting stronger. So actually doing more physical activity because I was really skinny at the time and wanted to bulk up a bit. Even listen to the Hodge twins every now and then for comedic relief. <laughs> Making all kinds of games, man. Uh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Did you hit the gym and put on like real American or anything? You know, to Hulk up in the gym, brother. <laughs> There's pro wrestling references because I did a lot of kickboxing and CrossFit because my instructor at the time, he was my Taekwondo instructor and he's at one school under someone else, but he hated not having control. So he started his own CrossFit box and combined martial arts with fitness because one thing he disliked was seeing this old black belt martial arts guy with the dad bod. Right. Even, now, granted, he can still kick your arse, but still, <laughs> <laughs> like still, you just want to make sure you have the full body. So yeah, he wanted to have functional movement with it. So I followed him and did CrossFit with him for a few years. And then before I got injured, I was doing great. Got to a good 355 deadlift and I was wow. getting more cardio in and getting faster and stronger, even picked up a lot of weight. It's a lot of good weight, a lot of good muscle too. The only problem is when the grief stage happened back in 2017, I did a little dirty bulking. At least that's what I call the getting fat part, dirty bulking. <laughs> Where you don't do the workout part right. with the eating. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's an easy counter. cycle to fall into. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it man. It is. Like, yeah, oh. you got to make sure you maintain that, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. The, you know, the hostess cakes are calling. So, you know, it, it's easy. Yeah, they host in your body. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, uh, so we were talking, though, you, you developed a, a mantra for each year. So 
uh, before I got you off track there. So 20, 2015, what did you develop that kind of mantra there? Uh, yes, Kaizen, Japanese for continuous improvement. Because I was reborn, I got stronger, but something needed to improve. And that was the year that I decided to do that obituary and wrote that book and had that call for meeting with my mentor. Mm-hmm. because that was really where I needed to improve. It's like, yeah, I was making progress here and there. I was still laying the bricks on this metaphorical life castle here, but something needed to improve, and that's when the book started happening. And in 2016, massive action, like the book's got to launch, because at the time, even though a lot of books were being self-published back then, it wasn't as massive as it is today. It's almost right. like everybody and their mom has a book now. Right. A few years ago, yeah, it was more popular and it was easier to do, but it wasn't massive where every other Facebook ad, everybody has a book. And and there's nothing wrong with that, especially right. if it's like a memoir or something and you want to pass down history to your family or if it's literally something good content. There's tons of good books out there. There's a ton of crappy books out there. But just taking that massive action and saying, you know what? i got to put myself on the line and do this. And even telling certain folks that I'm going to have this book out. I told about a good 20 people and made a list of those people and told them like, Hey, I'm going to have this book out and hold me to it. And some of them I never even saw again because I met them for one time only. And I never even saw them again. It was like, <laughs> man, it's sometimes it's like mysterious things happen like that in your life yeah. to really prove a point. And you're maybe not meant to see them again. It's, <laughs> it, it's yeah. really amazing like that. So yeah, man, just massive action, man, taking that action, make it happen, publishing the book getting on a local TV station, doing radio interviews and promoting the hell out of myself and the book and even really inspiring others to write books of their own. At the time of this recording, five of the people that I know of were inspired to write their book and publish it because they saw me in action. And your action is the inspiration. Like yourself, Jason, you're two years sober. That action is someone else's inspiration to get sober themselves and to keep going. Like, Like whoever's listening right now, your actions is inspiring someone else to do something with their life. We're all being influenced, especially those in our personal tight circles of influence. It's going to decide your future. So, yeah, man, just magic right there, man. The magic of making the magic happen for all the Captain Crunches. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, what's our second E, Dom, in the seven E's of leadership? Yes, indeed. Second E would be education. So education as in, of course, the whole 50 books a year, that was something that I did, but also taking note of the stuff I learned, the book for everyone to pick up and read if they haven't read yet is the 10 H scrolls for success. You can Google this. It's the 10 pages in the back of the greatest salesman who ever lived by Augmandino. You can read okay. that full book too, but the scrolls, I love them because it has a, it's chock full of positive affirmations that I like to repeat on the daily from time to time. And one of them is I will greet this day with love in my heart. Right. And if you can greet the day with love in your heart, love for your fellow human being, then you'll have a great day today. I will add multiple value to the field that I'm in. So if you go out with the mindset of that, you will greet the day with love in your heart because you woke up today and someone else didn't, then how am I going to go out and add value to people? I'll multiply my value over time. And how do you multiply your value over time is by reading books, going to conferences, seminars, webinars that are good, courses that are good, online courses that are good, and really just taking action from those moments. Because one thing I did from the reading was to actually do a public speaking seminar, and that Mm -hmm. was for my church. And 
that went off without a hitch. And then I joined Toastmasters, then did the seminar. And then I stayed with Toastmasters because even though the seminar was a success and the goal of Toastmasters was to network and secure a speaker for the church's seminar at the time, I was leaving something on the table. Right. And that's really something that you don't want to do in life. One question that you can ask yourself and questions are powerful because they lead to answers. And a question that everyone can ask themselves right now is how can I make sure I don't leave any blessings on the table? Because there may be actions right now that you could be taking like there, like no one knows their true potential. No one knows someone can see greatness within you, but if you don't take action to unlock that potential, then what good is it? And I made sure I didn't leave any blessings on the table by leaving Toastmasters because that organization was my sandbox, my laboratory to practice public speaking, to practice leadership, to give me opportunities that my job wasn't giving me at the time to actually develop myself into a better person. If you have an opportunity to develop yourself into the best version of you possible, then take that opportunity. Like, oh. And I think you're pointing something out really valuable that if people aren't picking up on is that we're always a work in progress uh, in in a building process. And I really like the sandbox analogy because, you know, one of the I was I was talking with a, a friend that was a teacher, you know, just about things that I could do for the kids. And uh, and he said, you know, you got to let them play. And I went, well, why is that? And he goes, there is nothing more valuable for any point of education in our life than play. And he says, think about what you've done. You did a 20-year radio career, some acting, uh, you know, uh, all those things. Was it work? And I went, very minimal of it. Most of it was a lot of joy to sit and dig into, and it was that building the sandcastle or building the race car track in the sandbox, the same kind of thing, that process of learn, uh, grow, mistakes happen, learn, grow, try something different. And, you know, I know for me in the process, it wasn't just I woke up one day is like, oh, got to get sober. It was it was something over time that it took a process to learn, make a mistake, grow from it, go on and move forward. So I think it's such a valuable thing that you're pointing out there that sometimes people forget, like we're hitting the home run first time at bat and it doesn't work that way. There's a lot of striking out. Uh huh. Yep. I'm nodding so much, I almost hit my own head in the microphone because you're so darn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks can't see Dom is nodding away, here, so. <laughs> about bopping his head. Uh, so let's uh, let's right, move forward boppers, with. Baby. That's right. Let's uh, let's move forward with the 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 next D. Sure thing. So we got examination, examining yourself and your surroundings, the E for education, E number two. The third E is execution. Yeah. Execution. Because you got to take action to make it happen if you're going to be a captain of your life. Because if you're not executing, then there's no point, especially if it's intentional. You got to take intentional action that's massive. So the right. book that was done, Toastmaster stayed with that during the speaking. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been wanting to do for years to start a podcast and I had no idea what it was going to be about. It was like 2012, 2014. Yeah. I was like, yeah, folks were telling me got this radio voice. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and what the hell am I going to talk about? <laughs> well, I guess you could just do your macho man and talk about getting a cup of coffee. 
<laughs> oh yeah, where that cream always rises to the top. Oh yeah, <laughs> where it stays creamy. It's really great, but yeah. Uh, and the beautiful thing about that is, is that you know what? I was able to examine what was going on. I realized, all right. So after the book was published, it was around mm-hmm. October twenty sixteen. Okay. And then March twenty seventeen, six months later, my dad passed away after all that nonsense with the darn dementia and all this other crap that was going on. And I was going through this grieving phase and I realized, you know what? I need to get back on this book promotion because I knew this day was coming and it still hurt like hell on the inside that I didn't even realize yet, but Hey, I still got to execute. And I thought, you know what? Let me start a podcast and I can just interview authors all over the world. And I was having, off with another friend of mine and she was like hey why don't you call it the going north podcast and i'm like oh you know what? <laughs> that's actually good because she mentioned i already had a brand already yeah and what's the book what's, yeah yeah it's like shoot that'll be a great a great way to promote the book and promote other people because originally it was going to be called the mr music and reads podcast that's the funny part about it but the thing is with going north it's a catchy name it's a little bit it's really original and the beautiful thing is advancing us to advance yourself when you're interviewing other people, it's mutual value because content for your podcast, for your platform, and you're giving that person a voice to get their voices heard, to market themselves and whatever yeah. they want to promote. And not only that, it's a legacy piece. It's like a conversation. Like if God forbid that moment where we all have to get into that box made out of metal in most cases, then folks can go back and listen to, their voices, their stories that they shared on podcasts. So yeah, execution, man, it's been a powerful thing, man. And that's one of the things I took action on was making that podcast. And that kind of goes back to the law of timing. It may not be the perfect time, but it'll be the right time when things happen. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking last night with um, a gentleman that I had uh, interviewed um, his soldier suffered from PTSD and his, his wife had come with him and we were talking about that. You know, the irony of uh, people, oh, that's not the right time to have kids. It's not the right time to do this. And, and the reason we brought that up was when is it ever on paper necessarily the right time? The right time is when you make the decision that you're going to do this and you're going to get after it because there's going to be bumps in the road. And really, the bumps in the road are part of the brilliance of the journey. So, you know, why not get after it? You want to do it? Get after it. Heck yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. The bumps on the road are part of your brilliance. I love it. Yeah. So what's the next E? The next E is energy. Because after you do all the examination, the education, and then the execution, how are you going to keep taking that action? Energy. You got to make sure your well is full of energy. When I wake up in the morning, I express gratitude for the day because, darn it, I woke up another day. And it's great to be up for another day because someone else didn't make it. Yeah. And then doing a little light exercises, a set of sit-ups, push-ups, and squats to get the blood pumping and to also drink water too before I even get to the exercise part because the body's dehydrated after those eight hours of sleep if you have that good habit of getting at least a good seven and a half to eight hours of sleep every day and just rehydrating your body because your body's mostly water. And that gave him a fun tip from a past guest, Julie Renee Doring, fabulous lady who's 62, but she looks darn good for 62, had this tip where 
she basically mentioned how you should try to sip on water every 30 minutes, every half hour, as opposed to guzzling uh-huh. a bunch of water because you're keeping yourself hydrated and most of all keeping your brain hydrated. And that's the main thing that needs to be hydrated because a lot of folks with dementia, my father included, he was dehydrated. So if you fill your body up with water through sipping every half hour, now granted, I'm not, I'm, I haven't perfected this yet. So I'm just sharing <laughs> something that worked for someone else that I've tried to at least give me to drink more water during the day. Right. It's not only, you're not only hydrating your body, but most importantly, your brain and your mind. So that way you can stay on this planet for a longer amount of time if possible. So moving your body, filling your body with water, and that can filling your mind with great positive material as well. So that would be the E of energy because you need energy to keep going. And as folks age, it gets harder and harder. Yes. <laughs> like I've been in shape and I've been in out of shape. I can tell the difference, <laughs> especially as a speaker, because if you're speaking, that's the only exercise that encompasses your whole body, believe it or not. Yes. Yes, it does. I've done, uh, ironically, because uh, for those not listening, I haven't picked up. We're both fans of uh, the professional wrestling. And uh, I've done uh, ring announcing and commentating for that, as well as ring announcing for uh, MMA events. And sometimes they go four and a half hours. And even though, you, you know, it may not seem like it is absolutely exhausting, by the end of it, you feel like you've got a flu or something coming on, and uh, you know. And the other thing, talking about, I'm at that age now, Dom, where uh, when I get hurt, people are like, "Oh, what did you have a tough workout or something?" It's like, no, I woke up. Hey, you know, I get hurt in my sleep. <laughs> you know, it's like I have reached that age. Well, I threw my back out. Oh, what were you? You know, one of the, picking one of the kids up. Nope, slept. <laughs> Where you go home, you go to bed, and you wake up like, "What the hell happened?" Like, why is it in half? Right. Uh, all right. What's the next E, good sir? Yes, E number five is encouragement. Encouraging yourself and others. How can you tell if someone needs encouragement if they're living and breathing? Yeah. Because everyone has an invisible sign around their neck that says, "Make me feel important," or at least acknowledge me. And the gift of acknowledgement is something that a lot of folks desire nowadays, especially in this attention management era. Right. Because a lot of things are vying for your attention. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, all these ads everywhere. It's like, all right, you got the commercials on the TVs all the time, and the businesses are getting smart to that. They're like, wait a second. People are tired of ads on TV. They're on their smartphones all day. Funny enough, a friend of mine called him a fondle slab because he fondles him. I don't know why. But, that's <laughs> but yeah, folks on their phones all day. It's like, you know what? Let's do some. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction to it at first. I was like, what the hell, man? But all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, but um, folks are advertising on YouTube, and it's like all this stuff vying for your attention. Right. And it's like, you know what? Give yourself positive attention. Tell yourself that you can do it. If you're feeling cocky and you're like feeling like 2009 Chris Jericho, say I'm the best in the world <laughs> at what I do every morning as an affirmation, you're feeling really good. Or even if acknowledging someone like with a smile or just saying, hey, nice dress, nice sunshades, or heck, even if you're a supervisor telling someone good job, if you see good happening, make sure yeah. you compliment them then and there for that moment, kind of like one minute manager style, acknowledge something when it's good at that moment and just giving people that gift of acknowledgement heck even a homeless person if you just say hi to them they'll even be happy for that because some folks yeah. they dodge people 
because they see him, it's like, oh, shit, they're going to ask for money again. Let me just uh, keep my head down, keep these headphones on, and keep it moving. But you know what? Sometimes they don't even ask for money. Yeah. That's the funny That's the funny part about it. So just a gift of acknowledgement. True. Uh, all right. What about number six E? Ah, uh, the six E. The six E is empowerment for the six-pack abs. That's right. <laughs> empowerment, baby. That's right. <laughs> and that's really just empowering yourself and other people. Funny enough that. My day job was a librarian early a few years ago as far as getting promoted. The, the man has mentioned now, you know what? When it comes to fees and negotiation, make sure that don't call us the managers if it's under, if it's $50 or below. They basically empowered us to be able to negotiate fees like that with customers because, you know what? It frees them time for big picture thinking and other sure. background stuff you wouldn't expect for a library because at the end of the day, it's the people business. At, at the end of the day, a lot of us were in the, people business even if you're in it somebody's got to communicate with somebody <laughs> about some kind of <laughs> server or something especially the printer's down you're the printer guy you got to deal with somebody so uh, yeah making sure that you empower folks to make decisions and empower yourself to take action to make the magic happen because it's one thing to sometimes you know what I may fail, I may screw up, but that's part of the learning process. It's kind of like the whole bumps in the road that leads to the brilliance thing you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Like to let your brilliance shine, you have to empower yourself to take that action and to really take ownership of your actions and be like, all right, I'm going to fire, I'm going to aim and adjust and see what's going on. And that even talking with other people through the podcast is another way of empowerment because a lot of folks They'll be like, wait, you're actually interviewing me and you had all these other millionaires and all these other folks up there? It's like, yeah, why not? It's like, because funny enough, the folks who may be celebrities, no matter what celebrity they are, they may share their stories, but they've told it hundreds of thousands of times. Someone who's local, they'll share that episode like crazy. Yeah. And they'll promote it to their tribe and be like, hey, I was interviewed on this online radio show, this podcast. And it really gives them that power because if you can see one good thing in a person they can run for a lifetime if you let them know about it yeah it's thinking to yourself you know what what one good thing is this person doing and how can i let them know about it to help them unlock and realize their own value to share with the world because my parents they were good to me and i'm running for a lifetime at the moment because of them and other folks that have helped me they can to yourself, like who who is responsible for my success? Even making a list of people, if at least three people who have helped you to get to where you are today, if you're in a good spot, and just thanking them, or even if they didn't help you to get a good to get into a good spot, just helping you to get to a better place yeah. than where you were before. Just sending them a nice note of thanks, giving them a call, and thanking them for helping you out. Yeah. And, helping you out to be the best you can be. So empowerment would be E number six. And uh, last at the bingo hall, E number seven. But uh, what is E seven? Yes, indeed. E number seven, explosive growth, baby. That's right. So it's no longer a six-pack and a seven-pack right there. (laughs) Seven-pack abs. you got to be a genetic freak to be able to have a seven-pack abs, my friend. Right. <laughs> yeah, Scott Steiner reference. That's what I was thinking yeah. right there. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Big Papa Pump. We can't even finish the promo, you know. Uh. That's right. Holla at DonBreiman.com if you hear me. But seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But explosive growth is where you are duplicated in your lifetime. And 
this goes back early to when I realized, you know what, these folks were sending me notes and notes of thanks and seeing me in action with promoting my book. Cause one guy was a former Marine. He had his book drafted for about three years mm-hmm. and he sent me a thank you card one day in the mail, just thanking me for being a role model for him and inspiring him to write his book. He finally published it. It's called the right thought. That's W R I G H T thought by Luke Wright, U S Marine fellow, John Maxwell team member, inspirational guy, keep himself in great shape. And he published his book after seeing me in action, always promoting my book and practicing my talks and Toastmasters meetings and just getting notes like that, realizing, Hey, this is really helping others to explode in their own lives because sometimes they just need to see someone else doing something to really get there, but into gear and just that explosive growth of seeing others in action to help you yourself become that leader in your space. Yeah. So really having that duplication because leaders that create more leaders are the true leaders. Leaders with followers, not really going to last too long because when the leader's gone, the followers are going to have crazy parties and whatnot. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, right. they might have a golden calf out of nowhere and be like, where does golden calf come from? We were supposed <laughs> to go to the promised land. Like, what does golden calf doing here? Right. <laughs> so explosive growth. Mentors need mentors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Uh, Dom, if people want to find out more about the uh, podcast, uh, your books, uh, where can they go? Yes, sir. So feel free to follow me on DomBreitman.com. I'm on all the major social media, except for TikTok. That one's major, but it's like, all right, I'm not trying to market to kids here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the Facebook, the Instagram, the IG all the good stuff, especially LinkedIn, LinkedIn, especially reach out there okay. trying to get on there more often as well, since that is a great place to be. Just feel free to Google me and be sure to check out the going North podcast every Monday and Thursday, a new episode from a different author sharing their stories, expertise and knowledge of how they publish their work and all the stuff that they're doing too. So advance others to advance yourself, my friends. Yes, sir. Well, we thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir. Jace for having me on, man. You the man. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Join the conversation and follow Knocking Doors Down on Facebook and Instagram by searching Knocking Doors Down. Right now through the end of April, as we're all called upon to shelter in place, let's choose to make it count. Let's give up some of the things we keep saying we want to quit, or let's start the things we keep pushing off. Join the KDD Challenge. It's 30 days. What can you do in 30 days to be the better version of you? Tell us what you'll give up for the next 30 days or start doing for the next 30 days. Give us ideas and use the hashtag KDDChallenge. Man, what a great guy, Mikey. <laughs> Dom's just a cool dude, man. That I, was an infectious laugh, wasn't it? Right. I <laughs> hope I hope to meet him in person someday, or we can get him out here and uh, do some speaking because he he really is an excellent motivator, and uh, he's just done a lot of great work, and it just shows where um, I think my favorite part where he talks about. Uh, individuals upbringing and how having good loving parents can definitely get you in the right direction but uh, just because you maybe didn't have that doesn't mean you can't knock doors down and he's uh, you know he really overall got um, and it wasn't stuff that we put on the podcast but what we're doing here and what knocking doors down is all about and so it was great to have him as a guest just just a good dude so make sure you guys check out Dominic Brightman and uh, his uh, stuff going north up. It's time for me to take my pills. <laughs> um, 
boosts the alarm there. So, uh, anything else you would like to add, Mikey? No, that's it. Keep to the challenge. Keep doing it. Keep being better. That's right. If you uh, don't uh, know what we're talking about, make sure you check us out on social media by searching Knocking Doors Down on Facebook and Instagram. We got the hashtag KDD Challenge. It's all about challenging yourself to to be the better you, that vision that you have of yourself to uh, make it happen. So uh, for Mikey, this is Jason. Have a great one. And uh, don't forget, I will most likely quit tomorrow. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the Knockin' Doors Down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.